नमो विष्णु पदाय कृष्ण प्रस्ताय भूतले सिमित तमाल कृष्ण गोस्वामी नाम नमो विष्णु पदाय कृष्ण प्रस्ताय भूतले सिमित भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नाम नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिण निर्विशेषि पाश्चातारिणी वंदे हम श्री गुरु सिद्धपदाकमलम श्री गुरु वैष्णवम च श्रीरूपम सहग्रजात सहग्न रघुनाथ वित्तम तम सजीव साधवैत साधुभूत परिजन सहित श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपदा सहग्न ललिता श्री विशाखम वित्तम सजीव हे कृष्ण करुण सिंधु दीन बंधु जगतपते गोपेश गोपीकांतराधाकांत नमस्ते तप्त कंचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी विश्वानुसुति देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय जा श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदा श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवासादिगौरभक्तविंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय सो टुडे विल बी रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैन टू फाइव चैप्टर ट्वेंटी फाइव टेक्स्ट नंबर लेवन द ग्लोरीज ऑफ लॉर्ड अनंत यननाश्रुत अनुकृदयद अक्षमाश्रुत अनुक्रियद अक्षमाश्रुतमुक्रियदाश्मा अर्थो वयादीपतिपलंभनादीमशेषम कम शेष भागवता आश्रय मुक्ष कम शेष भागवता आश्रय मुक्ष यनमाश्रुतमुक्रियदक्षमा अर्ष अर्थो वयादीपतिपलमनादेशमुदाशपादीनाशेषमश्रयमुक्ष यननाश्रुतमुक्रियदाकाशमदीपतिपलंभादनवाश्रुतमुक्रियदाकाशमदीपतिपलंभादनवाश्रुतमुक्रियदाकाशमदीपतिपलंभादनवाश्रुतमु
पलम्बानात आउट ऑफ जोकिंग वा और कांति डिस्ट्रॉइज अम्बा सिंफुल सपादि दैट इंस्टेंट निर्णम ऑफ ह्यूमन सोसाइटी असेशम अनलिमिटेड अनियम ऑफ आदर्स काम व्हाट शेषा देन लॉर्ड शेषा भागवत द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड अश्रायत शुड टेक सल्ट ऑफ मुमोक्ष एनीवन डिजायरिंग लिब्रेशन ट्रांसलेशन ट्रांसलेशन बाशिला प्रोपाद शिला प्रोपाद की even if he is distressed or degraded any person who chants the holy name of lord having heard it from a bonfire spiritual master is immediately purified even he even if he chants the lord's name jokingly or by chance he and anyone who hears him are freed from all sin sins therefore how can anyone seeking this entanglement from the material clutches avoid chanting the name of lord sesha of whom else should one take shelter so repeat after me even if he be distressed or degraded any person who chants the holy name of the lord having heard it from a bonfire spiritual master is immediately purified even if he chants the lord's name jokingly or by chance he and anyone who hears him are freed from all sins therefore how can anyone seeking this entanglement from the material clutches avoid chanting the name of lord shesha of whom else should one take shelter there's no puppet so there's a few things that are mentioned here that is important It says anyone who chants the holy name of the lord so anyone who chants the holy name of the lord but he has to head it from the having head it from the bonfire spiritual master so that is the qualification qualification is this that you have to hear it from a bonfire spiritual master even he is distressed or degraded as long as he gets this th- from this bonafide spiritual master you know all his sins are immediately removed or he is immediately purified even if he chants the name jokingly or by chance he and anyone who hears him are freed from all sins so when we have become a devotee it's very important we have this great responsibility that once you have ac- accepted a bonfire spiritual master if he chant even jokingly or by chance anyone who hears that they all get purified all their sins are destroyed from all sins not just like little bit of sins so when you are doing harinam you know in the streets you know there so many people hearing the names we should actually accept from the scripture right because this is bonafide that whoever listens to krishna's name everyone all of their sins are destroyed you know doesn't mean they get bhakti but from that at that point they're clean you know 
Isn't that? It's, it's, it's not something, you know, when you go and chant Krishna's name, when you do Harinam, it's just like that. This is very powerful, you know. So we should actually accept the scripture and we have to understand this. The day we understand the power of Krishna's name, we will be liberated. Therefore, how can anyone seeking disentanglement for material all avoid chanting the name of Lord Sesha? Right. Um, and whom else should one take shelter of? The glory of Lord Shesha is, I think we have been hearing about him for a while. How many hoods does he have? How many mouths does he have? Thousand. And from all of his mouths, what he is doing? Glorying, glorifying the pastimes of the Lord. Right. So somebody who is not, we are talking about one mouth, right? And it is for a little while. Then we talk about all prajalpa and everything. Here is someone with 1,000 mouth continually glorifying the Lord. Why shouldn't we take shelter of someone like that? You know? And who is Sesha? He is uh, expansion of Sankarshan. Who is expansion of Balram? Who is expansion of Krishna? You know? So that is the main point here. So we should, main thing is accepting a bonfire spiritual master, chanting the holy name and taking shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. These three things are the main things in here. And the name is very powerful. Prabhupada has given, the, it has made it very easy for us. He has given us the Mahamantra, Hare Krishna. Hare means energy of the Lord. Krishna is Krishna. When you say Hare Krishna, there's nothing else left. Everything is taken care of. We don't have to do any other thing. There's nothing that pleases Krishna more than chanting the holy name of the Lord. And we have this Mahamantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And this is a very special month. This is the best month of all months, especially for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, you know. Uh, November, November and December is month that belongs to Krishna. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, you know, his main months are November and December. So the month before that, October and November, right, belongs to Radharani. Because Radha and Krishna are together, Radha Krishna. So Radha comes first and Krishna comes afterwards. So since this is today's the first day of the mother, I thought I'll do a little bit, um, just a little, read a little bit about uh, this Kartik month. I hope this will, um, whoever is listening, they'll give me, uh, them a little bit more encouragement to do whatever they're supposed to do in this month, offering the candles and things like that. And then I want to set up the mood, right? Set up the scene for the pastimes of the Mother Lila. And we'll see how far we go with whatever time we have got. So topic is take time to offer our lamp in Kartik month, right? Just as there is no yuga equal to satyug, no scriptures equal to the Vedas, and no place of pilgrimage equal to the Ganges, so there is no month equal to Kartik. Even unserious persons who execute devotional service according to the regulative principles during the month of Kartik and within the jurisdiction of Mathura or Vrindavan in India are very, very easily awarded Lord's personal service. 
So you don't have to even, if they are doing it just, you know, out of um, figurative activities, you know, but if they're doing it, Vrindavan or Mathura, they're awarded Lord's personal service. During the Kartik month, millions of devotees worship the mother, Krishna with ghee lamps and devotional bhajans, glorifying his playful childhood pastimes, stealing yogurt. Okay, this is, look at just, when you offer the candles, this is what happens. When one offers a lamb during the month of Kartik, his sins is in many thousands and millions bed perish in half an eye blink. You know, so we should offer candle, but we try to get others to do it as well, you know, because this is what happens, you know. It destroys all the sin. Please hear the glories of offering a lamb during pleasing, lamb ple pleasing of of Lord Keshua, O King of Brahmans, a person who offers a lamb in this way will not take bath again in this world. Oh, we are always thinking, you know, will that we're going to come and take another bath again, you know. And this is what the scriptures say. This is what, you know, the Vedas are saying. If you offer a lamb to Krishna in this month of Kartik, you do not take bath again, you know. By offering a lamb during the month of Karthik, one attains the pious results ten million times greater than result obtained by bathing in Kurukshetra during the solar eclipse, or bathing in the river Narmada during the lunar eclipse. So you know, people go and do special tapasya and everything, just like what um, Lord Krishna did. Everyone gathered at Kurukshetra during the solar eclipse, ten million times greater than the result just by offering a lamp in this month. Outaiva Amon suggests for a person who thus offers a lamp, burning with ghee or sesame seed, what is the use of performing any, an asmoyed yagna? You know, asmoyed yagna is so expensive. I heard that it usually takes a year for a big king, right? So just like when you did, whatever their budget was for a year, they spent it on one yagna, you know. And here, just by offering a lamp, it says ghee lamp or sesame oil. Right, so this is, if we can, that's what we should be using, you know. In Fiji, what they do is um, the dried tulsis, you know, they cut the branches and they put a wig on top and they dip it in ghee and they offer that. And that is, that is said even is much, much more because you're offering with Tulsi, you know. Even there is no mantras, no pious deeds, and no purity. Everything becomes perfect when a person offers a lamb during the month of Kartik. No mantras, no pious deeds, no purity. Everything becomes perfect when a person offers a lamb during the month of Kartik. A person who during the month of Kartik offers a lamb to Lord Keshwa has already performed all yagnas and biting in all, all holy rivers. You know? How, how blessed are we that Srila Prabhupada that made it so easy for us, you know? The ancestors say, this is what the ancestors say, we worry about what's going to happen to our ancestors, our parents and everybody, you know, those who have passed away. When someone in our family pleases Lord Keshua by offering him a lamb during the month of Kartik, then by the mercy of the Lord who holds Sankarshan Chakra in his hand, we will all obtain liberation. By offering a lamb during the month of Karting, one bends away a collection of sins as big as Man Mary or Maud Mandara, 
of this day is no doubt. A person who offers a lamb during the month of Kartik attains the result that cannot be obtained with even a hundred yajnas and hundreds of pilgrimages. So rather than going all over the place, just offer um, lamp, key lamp, to Lord the mother in this month. Even a person addicted to all sins and averse to all pious deeds, who somehow offers a lamp during Kartik becomes purified. Of this, there is no doubt. So he is so sinful and he, you know, and has no pious deeds. Just by offering lamp, he is purified. O Narad, no sin exists anywhere in the three world that will not be purified by offering a lamp to Lord Keshwa during Kartik. A person who offers a lamp to Lord Krishna during Kartik attains the eternal spiritual world where there is no suffering. Yeah. As fire is present in all woods and might be extracted by friction, so piety is always present in offering of lamp during the month of Kartik, of there is no doubt. O king of Brahmans, when someone offers him a lamp on full moon day or the month of of full moon day of the month of Kartik, Lord Krishna, finding that he does not have sufficient money to repay the gifts, gives himself in exchange for that lamp. So when it is happening, when someone offers him a lamp on the full moon day of the month of Kartik, so full moon day is the last day, am I right? Yesterday was the full moon day, so the next Purnima would be the last day of Karti. So if somebody, so that's one day we shouldn't forget, you know, if you want Krishna, because Lord Krishna finding that he does not have sufficient money to repay, that give, gives himself in exchange for that lamp. Right? One who offers a steady lamp to Lord Hari during the month of Kartik enjoys pastimes in Lord Hari's splendid spiritual world. Even one who never performs religious rituals or, or even worse sinner will surely be purified by offering. Oh, Narad, in the three world, there is no sin that can be, that can stand before this Kartik Deepa. In fact, by presenting this Deepa before Lord Vasudev, the eternal abode can be reached without obstructions. As all the results acquired by donating grains during Pitrapaksha, or by distributing water in the hot months of Jesta and Asa are easily gained by the course of Kartik, merely by reviving a deepa offered by someone else. Not even offering it. Somebody is offering and the deepa goes off, you just light it just by that, you get all these things. So these are some of the things, just keep in mind, you know, and try to actually every day offer Candle to Krishna or lamp to Krishna, hopefully with ghee, as Sasmi said. It doesn't say candle ones, but it does sell lamp, so hopefully both gets covered. All right, so uh, what I wanted to talk mostly today was because since this is Kartik and we have, we're going to be um, worshipping Lord the Mother for the whole month, so I wanted to set up a scene so that when you are actually worshipping, you know, you can meditate nicely. The more you meditate this at this month, the better it is. So rather than just doing for the sake of doing it, it's better when you do it with knowledge, right? So the modern month, the two pastimes, we generally know the one where 
Mother Yashoda ties Krishna. There's other pastime. Somebody else ties Krishna as well. Who is that? Radharani ties Krishna. Do you know that pastime? So one, what happens one day, Radharani is waiting and Krishna is late. So Krishna, Radharani thinks, oh, Krishna has been with some other gopis. So as soon as he comes up, right, she takes some jasmine vines, jasmine flower, the vines. Using that, she ties Krishna to a kadamba tree. And then the uh, questioning starts, you know, what happened, where were you, you know. And then Krishna, you know, very submissively, he says, you know, Mother Yasoda had some duty for me, so I got late, you know. And then when Radharani realized that, okay, Krishna wasn't at fault, he wasn't with any other gopi, so she untied him. Right, so that's one of the pastimes. So when we say Radha the mother, this is the pastime we are talking about. Right? It's mostly known by people who are um, parake, who worship Krishna in, uh, not in married life, but as Krishna, the beloved those gopi, Radha and all the gopis are unmarried. You know? So this is the pastime that most of the people know. Now, a couple of things, you, if you look at it, when Shodha Maya was tying Krishna, it was two fingers, always short. What were those two fingers? What do they represent? One is the endeavor and the other one is mercy of Krishna. So we can try all our best, but we have to be patient, right? Until Krishna becomes merciful, then you can actually get Krishna's pure prem, you know. So these are the two things, you have, right? But when, show, when Radharani was dying, she had no issues. She just put, got some wine and tied him to a kadamba tree. Why kadamba tree? Kadamba tree represents Radharani. So she basically tied Krishna to himself, uh, to herself. Right? And it was easy because that's a position of Radharani. Right? So the gopis are like that. They bound, they bound Krishna so much with their love that Krishna has no choice. Srila Prabhupada said, the relationship of Krishna with the, in the Braj bus, Braj is like this. Just say you think of a king. There is a king, right? And he has a minister there. So he says this is like a pastime, you know. And the king is saying, you know, looking at a minister, he says, what is the difference between you and an ash? You know, the you and a donkey, right? What is the difference, right? So the minister, you know, quickly measures the difference the distance between him and the king, he says, three feet, you know. So in other words, he basically called the king, he's ass, right? That's the, that's the difference, you know. And the king was laughing, right? But if there would relationship wasn't there, he won't be actually, you know, laughing at his own being insulted, right? So Krishna is same thing like in Vrindavan, right? He gets bullied, he gets told off by the gopis, you know, but he doesn't mind, he enjoys it. You know, and that's the rush. So it only happens when there is very intimate relationship, and this is what happens in Braj. And it's, as it goes higher, you know, from Dasya to Sakya to Madhurya uh, to Batsalaras to Madhuryaras, it gets more and more deep and more. So what the gopis do, for example, Radharani tells Krishna, you know, I don't want to see you, you know. Right? He's the supreme personality of Godhead, and they know even that he, who he is, you know. Right? And they have no 
Krishna had no choice, you know. He goes and begs the gopis, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know. And then finally one of the sakis says, okay, you can go. Then they go to the door, you know, where of the kunj where Radharani is. And who is sitting, who's waiting there? The manjari is there, Rupa Manjari, and says, no way, you know. Radharani said, no, that's it, you know. Krishna says, you know, I'll give you this, you know. I'll give you my garland, Krishna said. We don't want your garland. I'll give you my pan. He said, we don't want your pan. Okay, I'll give you the pan from Radharani. He said, what are you talking about? She gives it to us uh, herself, you know. Why do I have to give it to you? So Krishna, it comes to a point where Krishna doesn't have anything that he can give. You know, and then out of their own compassion, you know, then they're allowed to go and Krishna. So that's how desperate Krishna becomes, you know. And then Krishna sometimes to the point, you know, because Radharani is so made, he disguises himself as a gopi or someone and he goes there to perform his pastimes like that. Right? So once what happens is that we're talking about Krishna's pastime, this is the month about, so one pastime is Tunga Vidya. You know Tunga Vidya? Right? Tunga Vidya is the fourth or fifth Saki, right? So he's standing on the feathers on the left, Krishna's right hand side, right? Um, she's very hot tempered. So one day she was going to get some water. So went to this well, right? Take some water and when she reached there, she saw Krishna is already there, right? And Krishna said, you can't take any water, right? To take water, you have to get tax. You have to pay tax, you know. And she got, you know, so upset. She said, what, what are you talking about? You know, you're trying to tax us everywhere. You know, tax us when we walk to Varshana, when we go to Gobardhan Hill. Now you are taxing us even for water, you know. And she storms back, you know, goes to Radharani and, and tells Krishna before she goes, I'll make sure to punish you. I'll make sure that you don't get to see Radharani for a long time, you know. So she goes to Radharani and tells him, you know, that guy, you know, that black guy, you know, is such a problem, you know. He's taxing us everywhere, you know. Now he wants to tax us for water, you know. Very soon he will actually tax us for breathing, you know. And he was so angry, so Radharani said, don't worry, I'll talk to him, you know. So she goes, right, to the forest, to her place. And on the way she sees this one yogini, you know, one sadhu, sadhvi, right. She's very nicely dressed, all saffron, very effulgent, singing nicely, you know. Right, so she looks at uh, her and she gets very enthused and said, oh, who are you, you know, she said, oh, I came from very far away, you know. Um, what did you come here? I said, I left everything and I just came to live in Brindavan, you know. And then she says, you should come and see the queen, you know, Mother Kritita, you know. And he said, Kritita Sundri, you know, mother of uh, Radharani. She'll be very happy. And she said, no, 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 I don't want to go and see any queen, you know. I don't want to be, uh, you know, affected by all these uh, materialistic people. She said, no, 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 she's very nice, you know. So finally, she persuades him to go there, you know. And then um, um, Tunga, Tunga Vidya, she runs quickly and calls Mother uh, Kritida, you know. Come, come, you know. It's a great devotee who came here. So Mother Kritida came plays her offenses, you know, ask who she is, you know, gives, does the normal uh, welcome thing. And she says, oh, where did you come from? I said, I came from very far away. I left everything. I just want to actually devote myself, you know, right? And she said, 
oh, can you bless my daughter, you know, she has some kind of disease, you know. So what kind of disease she has? He says, when she sleeps, she chants, you know, Yamuna, Kunja, you know, Kadamba, like that, you know. And, and this yogini says, oh, she says loudly, she said, yes. Does he also say, Sham, Sham? He said, yes, yes. He said, how do you know? I know about this disease. I can fix it, you know. All right, so she says, oh, what do I have to do? He said, get your daughter here, you know. So he quickly brings Radharani. Kriti, the mother, pays her obenses, asks Radharani to pay her done what's to, you know. And then he says, uh, and says, how can fix it? He said, oh, there's one uh, a solution. She has to dance with me. Radharani says, no way, you know. And then as soon as he says, no way, then she starts running away, right? And all the gopis go and bring, uh, you know, he says, Radharani has a sickness, you know, and convince Radharani, said, okay, dance, you know. So Radharani finally agrees, you know. And they're dancing, you know, the two girls dancing. You know, the, the, so they're close by, but they're not touching each other. And Radharani is asking him different questions, you know. So what do you want, he said. She said, I want... Um, the personality of Prem, you know. So who is that Radharani, you know? So see, all the questions she's asking, she's basically telling Radharani, you know, like that. And in the end, she's dancing and dancing, and then all of a sudden, Tunga Vidya says, you know, ladies, when they go, they carry a bag with them, you know, even though it's empty, but it's good for a show, you know. And in that bag, she says, what? The flute. And then they realize, oh, this is this gopi is actually Krishna, you know. So that was the pastime, you know. So and Tunga Vidya, you know, so he looks at Krishna and he says, you know, I was planning so much to avoid you seeing Radharani, and now you tricked me, you know, and I brought you to actually Radharani. You know? So Krishna performs many pastimes like this, you know, like that. So today, what I was going to do is I'm going to read from this book uh, written by. Is Krishna and Vrindavan, Volume 4, Sri Damodar Janani. Have you read that? Yeah. So I'm going to read the first portion of it. Just a bit as much time as we got. So we got about like 40 minutes. And let's see how far we go. So this is setting the scene. What you're going to get out of this is to understand what happens every day in the morning in Nanda Baba's house, right? How Radharani, uh, how Yashoda Maya wakes up. Okay, when was this pastimes, when did this pastime took place? Of the Mother Lila. You know, what was the day? Actual day? Diwali. Diwali. Right. It actually happened on Deepavali. That's the day it actually happened, right? Another significance of Diwali is Lord Ramchandra came back on that day. So that's the main reason, right? So setting the scene, it was, it was Deepavali, the third day of the Asian Vaishnava festival of the same name, the pigment and celebration of which would resound through the lanes and homes of Gokul for another two blissful days. Festivus had began with the Brajbasas cleaning and renovating their homes to receive Goddess Lakshmi, decorating doorways with colorful designs and gracing wind wheels 
window sills with dancing ghee lamps. But on this, the third night of festival, an actual Deepavali day, there would be special celebration in Nan Maharaj's kingdom, for it was on this night long ago that Lord Ramchandra returned to Ayodhya with Sita Devi. It was a special day. So one thing I didn't know, actually Diwali is celebrated over five days. So the actual Deepavali is on the third day, and he says the festival goes for another two days. Right? So that's, but next day we celebrate uh, Gopardhan Puja, right? So, so this is how it starts. That was just basically giving us an idea. The sun had not yet rise, and all was still. So this is early in the morning. Gradually, as the light of dawn edged over the horizon, bats awakened, ruffled their feathers, and began singing songs in praise of King of King of Planets. Those songs were more delightful than the celestial mantra, mantras with which Brahmins were greeting the sun. So how do Brahmins greet the sun? You know? They chant the mantra, Om Bhur Bhav. Om Bhur Bhav. Swaha. When the cows lowered in concert to the pleasing sound of bad songs and mantras, then the bread passes stayed. So the birds start singing, the cows start moving, and then the bread passes are getting up. That's the alarm clock. Mother Mother Yashoda lay in a bed with the sun. Waking, Sue looked towards a child. His lotus eyes closed in sleep and affectionately whispered, my blue lotus. So Mother Yashoda is there, Krishna is there, she opens her eyes, and then calls his, my blue lotus, because Krishna is blue is in Kara. Then with the image of her darling still in, her, in, her, in mind, she continue, continuously turned on the other side, and signing blue lotus, draws away. So she again went to sleep just after looking at Krishna. Some very qualified demigods and their equally qualified wives hovered in the sky. They marveled to see the controller of numberless universes in his original Gopa form resting in the arms of his mother. And they thrilled as their affection for Krishna says at the sight of Lord's mother who to the vision of mortals appeared to be just another Gopi. So all the demigods are also in the sky. They are waiting for Krishna to wake up so to see all the pastimes. Not all of them, some qualified uh, gopis, you know. And what they are seeing is that Krishna is lying in the arms of his mother. In an in attempt to rouse Yashoda Devi and, and so begin a new baby Krishna's pastime, a fresh dawn breeze ascends from the cowhead village below. So... This is the amazing thing. Everything in Vrindavan is Chintamaya, so it's conscious. So even the wind is conscious. Now you listen to this, keep this in mind as I'm reading this, right? In attempt to rouse Yashoda Devi, and so begin a new baby Krishna's pastime, a fresh dawn breeze ascended from the cowhead village below. With the rustling of leaves, it weaved its incidents up the hill through the new open palace gate, past the many open rooms, and into the first floor balcony of Yadoda's shoot, posing in respect before entering her dawn lit chambers. 
They, so the wind even paused outside the door, paid their her respect, you know, and then entered the room, right? And where does Krishna's room is? It's on the first floor, right, of the, of the balcony. Mother Yashoda's suit was very spacious. The marble tilted bed chamber opened into an expensive balcony that overlooked a flower garden. Gokul village beyond that, and the pastors of Mahavan beyond that is still. So Mother Yashoda is there, there's a garden there, then there's a village there, and the whole pastoring field is there. So when Mother Yashoda actually walks out of the room, she can say the whole thing. She can see when Krishna is coming. In the afternoon, she goes up, up there just to watch, oh, is Krishna coming or not? She does that many times, up and down, up and down, right? And just to see if Krishna is coming, because... They don't know the time. They're trying to look. How do they know Krishna is coming? The dust of the... Inside the bedchamber was an oversized bed, a bureau and chair, two carved divans. I don't know what this is. D-I-V-A-N-S. Circling a round table and Krishna's golden cradle. So Krishna also had a cradle, you know, right? This is how we get all the cradles now for all the kids, you know. The walls were made of marbles inlaid with precious and semi-precious jewels in traditional morphids, which, when touched by lamplight, would act like act as lamps themselves. You know, you have jewels that act like lamp. You have one lamp and all of a sudden the whole room is lit with other lamps, you know. Before a mirrored retainer wall between two gold frame doorway up to the balcony was an orange full hide ghee lamp of 108 weeks that would illuminate the room at night. 108 weeks. Through a guided doorway to the west was a spacious dressing salon replete with wardrobes and silken clothes and drawers of priceless ornaments. Beyond the dressing salon was a bath chamber to the south of which shared a same sharing a same balcony was the kitchen and pantry, and west of that was a steady reception room. Both the kitchen and reception rooms led down to half flight of stairs to the grand hall of 84 pillars. So if you go to Gokul, these 84 pillars are still there, right? So that's the place he's talking about. Chatur, Chatur, Chatur Asi Stamba. Another separate exit led to the kitchen to the inner courtyard below and to the adjoining garden that lay through a small guarded gate in the palace walls. So there was another garden, another place where the, you know, yeah, yeah, courtyard there that was inside, that was only for personal use. From the garden, one could follow a path through Gokul village to Yamuna, and it was along this path that Mother Yashoda would walk to her for her river bath, sometimes with her baby. So there was a path there that took her there, and then Krishna, Yashoda Maya would go there and bathe there. Gently touching Yashoda's sleeping arm, the breeze whispered. So now the breeze is talking, right? What is the whisper? Oh, queen, whose God fortune is, fortune is without limit, right? Can you rest in the arms of goddess of sleep while the course of creation stays by your side. Arise. So she's asking, the, the um, breeze is asking, you know, you're sleeping there and Krishna is waking up. So please wake up. 
Hearing this appeal, her bodily hairs erect in ecstasy. Little by little, the beautiful wife of Nanda Maharaj awoke. Seeing that her child was still deep in slumber, she carefully raised herself. Then, as if drawn by a magnet, bent over to gently kiss her son's cheek. Although he did not stare, in his sleep, Krishna felt the indescribable touch of love personified, and that touch caused waves of ecstasy to course through his body and mind. Bringing pictures of his mother into his dream, he sighed heavily, uh, pegged his cheeks, and then sank deep into his pillows. So Mother Yashoda is waking, gives Krishna a kiss, and then this is what she does. Like a tightly swan, Yashoda rose from bed and tiptoed to her bath chamber. So the first thing they do is take a bath, where only one of our maids in waiting was present. She's the queen. Usually there's so many maids, right? Today there's only one of them. Still drowsy, she cast a questioning glance at the young girl. Why only one? Where are the rest of them? Then remembering that the palace servants were preparing for Diwali, she nodded her head knowingly. It would be a gorgeous festival, she's thinking like that. So it was the day of Diwali. Everybody was busy. There was only one maid seven trying to help her. After bowing to the queen, the maid seven skillfully seat her on a dice, exchanged her nightgown for a biting dress, and proceeded to remove her pure cosmetic and scented kajal. Thereafter, she wiped Yashoda's hair with soft wet cloth, loosened her long braid, and carefully combed it so that her hair rested flat on her back. So this is the pastime of Yashoda Maya in the morning. While washing Yashoda's feet, the young Gobi said, Everyone is so excited about making this Deepavali festival special. So they're having a chat while this is going on. Yashoda replied in a whisper. Why whisper? Because Krishna is just next to us. So they're trying to whisper so that he doesn't wake up. She says, why do you want it to be so special? The young gopi says, because your son, Krishna, is now old enough to relish such events. Everyone wants to please him. So Krishna is little, you know, he's a few years old, three, four years old or something, you know. He can actually enjoy all the pastimes. And Yashoda Maya is saying, that's kind of them. Because of the love they bear for Krishna, save his teams mostly from their heart. And this is what the gopi is saying. Yashoda accepted a mouthful offered, mouthwash offered her and began to brush her teeth with eucalyptus twig while the girl mixed herbs and scents into the bath water. After raising her, rinsing her mouth and discarding its contact in the sput, sputum, Yashoda Devi closed her eyes as the white seven massaged her limbs with aromatic oil, washed the hair and then bathed and dried her. During all this they spoke. Sundari, go see if my son is still sleeping. So Yashoda is saying, can you just check what is Krishna, is he still sleeping? Picking into the bedchamber, she replied, even at such a young age, he resembles a resting goat, resting goat. Even at such a young age, he resembles a resting goat. And Yashoda says, that is what sage Garga concluded, that he would be as good as Narayan. Yashoda Devi nodded her head. Because my transcendental son is exactly like Narayan in quality, opulence, fame, and influence, Garga Muni told us to raise him very carefully. 
Oh, I'm so excited. Just hearing these things makes my hair stand on end, says the gopi, little girl. Since, and Shoda says, since my son has appeared in our town, there seems to be some ma- special magic that makes everyone's heart thrill with joy, even at most tiring times. So since when Krishna came, everything became more auspicious. auspicious. You know, things started happening, just like everything was a ma- magic. Everyone was more happy. Yes, replied the maid. If it is, we have been transported to Vaikuntha or beyond. And though these unceasing waves of happiness, your Krishna and his sports seem to flourish in our mind in such a way that we can think of nothing else. So she's just she's saying that in all these past times, we can't think of anything, we just think of Krishna. You see what happens next. Eh? Is that bad? The queen teased her voice rich with pride. So Rasoda saying, is that bad? You can't think of anything else, you know. And the gopi says, not at all. It's delightful, except that. What? Except that. So there's something wrong with that. Except that when we are lost to thoughts of his pranks, we are prone to be late for duties or else we tend to spoil them, like banning meals, you know. So they're so engaged in Krishna's things, they are late for service or, you know, whatever is put on the stove, they forget to stare it or take it off and they get banned. So Yashoda, what does he? She slaps the gopi gently on her cheeks. Yashoda smiled. Oh, you exaggerate. You are making excuses for banning my son's milk, you know. Hurry and dress me, you know. So she says, you know, stop making excuses that because of Krishna you are all doing this, you know. You guys are lazy or whatever, you know. With Yashoda's bath complete, the maid seven brought forth a petticoat, saffron yellow sari and matching choli. She then brought a large tray of ornaments laden with jewel rings, anklets, bracelets, necklaces of gold. Following the Deepavali tradition, the clothes and ornaments were new. All right. Nanda Maharaj personally to saw to this. So Nanda Maharaj actually arranged that everything that she was going to wear on there, there was uh, new. What a husband. Right. And when the seven girl, distracted by her own Krishna Leela, chatted, proved too slow, Mother Yasoda dressed herself. So she's saying, you're too slow, you know. You're chatting too much about Krishna, you're not. So mildly rebuking her stead, uh, assistant, Yasoda said, my son will wake up any moment, and here you are taking hours to unment me. I'll do it myself. Meanwhile, quickly decorate my head and braid with these flowers. Taking a seat behind nuns' queens, with a basket of malti flowers in her lap. And the maid seven carefully inserted one flower after the other in Yashoda's braid until it looked like a spotted serpent. Once uh, Rupa Goswami wrote a poem, right? And he actually described Yashoda, uh, Radharani's hair as that of a serpent. And then he gave it to Rupa, Sanatan Goswami to read. And when Sanatan Goswami read, he said, everything is good, you know, but this is not right. You heard of that? And uh, do you hear of that? And he said, and then he said, so uh, Rupa Goswami said, okay, let me think about it. Then uh, Sanatan Goswami went for to take a bath. So when he was going there, he saw a group of girls were playing on the swing, right? And then when he looked, just like when the girls was swinging, you know, he, he saw this, he shouted, what, be careful, there's a snake behind you, right? And the girls turned around, you know, 
and then he saw actually it was rather on his hair, you know, which looked like a snake, you know. And then he realized, you know, Rupa Goswami can never be wrong, you know, right? He rather on his hair looks like a snake, you know, because the way they actually put golden stuff in there like that, you know. Okay, where was I? It looked like a spotted serpent. She then tied a small garland to both the top, to the root and the tip of the braid. And after decorating from the back, she moved to one side and then the other, placing flowers in and out of the curls hanging over Yashoda's forehead. When touching Yashoda's hair, loving thoughts would stream through the mighty heaven's body like electric currents. He reasoned, the vines of Mother Yashoda's thoughts have become bluish by constant meditation on Krishna. Sprinkled by the nectar of love, they have grown out of out as a hair. So she's thinking, you know, I'm touching that hair, I'm getting this current, you know, because Yashoda Maya is always thinking of Krishna, and that's what has actually grown up as hair. Inspecting her artistic artistry, she added, Goddess fall from their aeroplane in envy to see the beauty of queen. So she's thinking this, all these goddess, you know, all the demigoddess who are in the sky, when they're going to look at Yashoda Maya, they're going to fall off their plane, you know. Restless for the service of her son, Yashoda cut short her own grooming and followed by her sister hurried into the courtyard below. There are three golden chains of milk were waiting. Like the village woman, the man had left early that morning, but they had gone to perform the annual sacrifice for the heavenly king Indra before returning for Deepavali. Therefore Yashoda would um, to their chance upstairs herself for half the milk she would make yogurt for tomorrow tomorrow's butter and from the half she would prepare sweets by boiling and condensing. So this is basically the beginning of it. It's not basically the whole of it. I haven't actually said the whole scene. How much time we got? Ten minutes? Okay, so let's keep going. So this is basically set up. Mother Yashoda has had a shower, right? She has gone. The milk is ready. That been milk, right? So we're going to talk a little about of milk. What's going to happen? Diwali days, every ready. Everyone is getting ready for the Pawali. They're decorating and things like that. Nan Maharaj was the master of 900,000 cars. Right, so look at Krishna's, what happens, right? Of these, five or seven were as rare as a horse with a black ear because of their superlative quality of the milk, creamy, tasty, and aromatic. I didn't know about a rare horse that has black ears. Right, so this is special about. One of the cows, her name was Padma Gandhi. Padma means? Lotus flower, red lotus flower. Gandhi means the fragrance. Was one such cow famed throughout village because of milks shared the aroma of red lotus. To make their special milk, even more special, these cows were carefully pastured in a divine mellow where grasses were soft, juicy, and fragrant. So if they, Nanda Maharaj had 900,000 cows, but all of the cows didn't have milk. So these were special cows that were milk for Krishna. Some gopas suggested that the seeds of the field originated from heaven. The milk of this cows was then delivered daily in three golden urns to Mother Yashoda, whose seven coveted 
some into yogurt and boil the rest for sweets. So this is how Krishna was getting his yogurt and sweets from the from this milk. While it was natural that the queen supply her son with the best of everything, there was another reason. Yashoda gave this special milk to Krishna. She wanted to wean him of stealing. So Krishna was stealing all the time. And Yashoda Maya is saying, if I give him the special milk, he might stop doing that. You know. Right. Somehow my son has become addicted to stealing the milk, produce of produce of our neighbors. To break this habit, I must entice him by providing butter that is far superior to that which he can get elsewhere. And so Yashoda not only collected the best milk for Krishna, but often chained and boiled it herself. Not trusting anybody, she did it herself. This was the case today. Yashoda would chain the yogurt and would also watch the stove. The girls cannot be trusted. They regularly bend the milk. And you know why? Because they're always thinking of Krishna and they forget what they're doing. She thought. And with a reliable Rohini taking Balram to Brother Upendra's village, I will have to do both things myself. So Rohini had taken Balram to Upananda. Who is Upananda? Nanda Baba's oldest brother, right? Yeah, so they had gone there. Tightening her garments, Yashoda poured the milk into a large pot on the stove. And from the yogurt that was prepared the previous day, she spooned the best part of into a chain near the door of her bedchamber. So she put the, you know, uh, to chain next to the door. So she can watch Krishna while she's chaining the milk at the same time. And another lot of milk is on the stove. Right? So she's looking after the whole thing. From there, she would be able to see Krishna on the bed as well as the boiling milk on the stove. While the maid servant deftly ignited the sandalwood fire. It's not any fire, sandalwood fire, right? Yashoda began to chain the yogurt and, she did, and as she did, she gradually sank into the quicksand of Krishna Leela. Her service complete, the maid servant eagerly left Yashoda and Krishna for the Deepavali preparation. As a queen who is regularly accompanied by her routine, Yashoda was pleased to now be alone with the sun for change. She whispered, if one is decorated with the celestial blue lotus, no other ornament is needed. So she's looking at Krishna and she sees Krishna, he's like a blue lotus. She said, one who is decorated like that, they don't need any ornaments. Actually, the ornaments on Krishna are decorated by Krishna. The ornaments don't... Dec- decorate Krishna. It's the other way around. And usually Yashoda Maya, because she's a queen, there's so many people around. So she was very happy that there was no one there. She was only with Krishna alone. Looking out of the window, Yashoda could see at a distance a procession of gopas accompanied by gopis and children seated in bullock carts. It was Nanda Maharaj accompanying Rohini and Balram to Upananda's home in Sahara. Today the king would not attend the Indra Puja. His younger brother, Sunanda, would supervise those ceremonies. So this happens on Diwali. At once both brothers had completed their functions, they would then reunite with return for Diwali celebration. Squinting in the sun, Yashoda Devi could make out her husband at the head of a position, the golden chariot, splendid lit, like a second son. Her heart swelled with affection for her right 
her righteous spouse, who had bestowed her upon the inconceivable treasure of Krishna, folding her hands in respect, she whispered, Namaste Gopavara, O best of cowhead men, I offer my respectable offenses unto you. And then she thought, by the grace of my husband, our household has become famous for sheltering Gopal, and I in turn have become famous as Shashoda, one who gives fame. But there are more to it than this. So she's thinking, you know, I've become famous, you know, because of Krishna. But the devotees are think, saying, actually there's more to do this. The truth of the matter is that by her love for her son, Mother Yashoda is so great that she gives fame to Krishna. So the devotees actually give fame to Krishna, to her noble husband, to their family limiters. So this is how glorious Yashoda Maya is. She is truly the better half of Nanda Maharaj, and that distinction adds to her super excellent parental love for the Lord and makes him the best of all the Gopas. Thus, while it is sometimes said that Nanda is fortunate as Yashoda, she is fortunate as he. Leonard sages agree that because of her unveiled love, Mother Yashoda is more blessed of the two. So yeah, Mother Yashoda's position is higher than even Nanda Baba's. Right? The truth is further confirmed by the pastime about to unfold the Damodar Leela, a pastime in which she alone shares center stage with Krishna. Casting a last glance eastward to another contingent of Brajvasis, he thought, this man's led by brother Sunanda, will go to the Brahman village by the Yamuna and after participating in the Indra Yagna, they shall go to Gobardhan where to the accomplishment of musical instrument and gain great funfair, they will raise a flag in honor of kings, heaven's king. All glories, all glories to Indra Dev. Seated on a jeweled choki. You know what choki is? A little sitting chair kind of thing, right? Mother Yashoda took up the rope, looped around the chaining rod, and began to pull. Right arm, left arm, right arm, left arm. Okay, just you now, as I said earlier, everything in, in the spiritual world, on Vrindavan is chinta, so they're living. So even the rope is living, right? So when we are actually offering light, whom do you offer it to? Krishna, the mother, and Yashoda Maya, right? The rope is also living. Right, rope is taking in that pastime. Rose is very, very important. So is the uh, grinding mortar. Right? They're all living. Right, the rope was entwined with gold and silver threads. So the white rope that actually is used for chaining is entwined with gold and silver thread, and at each end was a gondol handle to ensure secure grip. Like other pots, the chain was made of fried clay, but unlike others, it was set with stones and decorative painting, painted with charming designs. It had to be special for Krishna. The golden chaining rod was set with precious gems and kept straight by ropes fixed to a pillar, top, middle, and bottom, a lovely Yashoda pulled, the sound of chaining yogurt made a soft shush, shush, shush sound. That shushing sound had its own language, liquid words that said, O Gopal, if you do not wake up, 
Then what was the need of your mother robbing the celestials of their best cows? And what is the need of your mother's laboring so hard? So the sound is telling Krishna to wake up. He says, Mother Yashoda is doing all this. What's the point of all this if you don't wake up? As he prompted by the chain, Yashoda Devi looked at Krishna and his eyes cascaded tears like blue lotus, lotuses, their honey, her, her, her eyes. Although her eyes were naturally beautiful because she was always watching her persistently mischievous son, Yashoda's eyes were charmingly elongated. As if in disagreement with the chaining yogurt, Yashoda thought, let him sleep a little bit. So the suicide sound is trying to wake him up, and Yashoda is saying, let him sleep a little bit more. My son is so active that he needs the extra rest. Smiling, she whispered, beside in that way, Gokul's resident will be spared another few moments from his mischief, you know. Because as soon as he wakes up, he'll be back to his mischief. So he said, at least if he's sleeping, you know, they'll be actually... Shui, 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 continued the chain. Oh, queen, shui, shui, shui. Why does your son raise, raid the storehouse of your subjects? So this sound is actually asking Ishodamaya, why does he raid the storehouse of your subjects? Yashodamaya says, I do not know. He, draw, he drinks so much of my breast milk and eats so much of yogurt. In all, it all adds up to more than any mortal could consume, and yet he always wants more. So the suicide, she added, she added, maybe he steals from neighbors' homes because he does not like the butter from his own home. The sound continues, impossible. Even the they was cute to taste the butter from the, his house, especially when you prepare it. Rather, the propotency of children to steal. The, that is all, queen. Be at ease. So she, uh, the sound is telling, don't worry, you know. It's just the child's nature to steal, you know. The yogurt you make, you know, everybody queues up for it. With a sign of relief, Yashoda rested the shining robe on the choki and walked to the stove to gently stir the milk. It had not yet boiled, then like a majestic swan, she walked to the bedchamber to admire her sleeping son. Leaning against the door jamb, she blew him a kiss, and returning, resuming her chaining, she gave vent to her loving ecstasy by singing. Then rather, Yashoda Maya starts singing as she's chaining in there. Right. So this is the pastimes, basically. Now she's going to sing all the pastimes of Krishna, right? And then, do you, should I read what she's thinking or we should end here? I'll just read it, it won't take long. O Tilak ornament of Gokul's king's dynasty, pouring delight into the eyes, you bring endless joy to the pious folks of Braj. The cowhead people were overjoyed by the celestial observance of your birthday. And after Putna died, Gokul's king performed further auspicious rites for your protection. Imperious as you are, you troubled the card, and some days later, the Supreme Lord kindly rescued you from the whirlwind, Trinivarta, and returned you to us. O beautiful lotus-eyed child, who gracefully calls in the palace courtyard, and who is also expert and a playful dancer, although a handsome protector of calves, you are greedy liar, when jousting in a playful quarrel with elder gopis, O Krishna of insoluble thirst, 
to play with friends. Quickly come to your mother and make me happy. Do not delay. All the divine potencies seem to fill the three world with wonder. I continue to pray to Lord Hari that you never grow old or die and that you continue to live to bring us happiness, O Krishna. So Mother Yashoda is praying these prayers, you know. Even though she does not know Krishna is God. So saying, you know, I'm praying to Hari all the time so that you do not, you know, die, you do not get old, you know. You still remain a little baby. That's what parents always say. Why did you grow up, you know? Why can't you still like a baby, you know? So this all comes from Yashoda Maya, you know. So hopefully, you know, Keep this in mind, you know, when you meditate, you know, when you look at Mother Yashoda, what she does, how she gets up in the morning, how she prepares, you know, when you are chanting in the morning around that time, Yashoda Maya is gaping, what is Krishna doing, she's sleeping like that, you know, so it's a nice way of medita- meditation, you know. The idea is eventually to go to Golok Vrindavan, you know, that's our right heritage, you know, rightful heritage, you know. Take any comments, any questions? Okay. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Kartik Maas ki jai, Radhadamodar ki jai, Yashadamaya ki jai, Gaur Pramanandi.